Welcome to Sermons from St. David's, a ministry of St. David's Episcopal Church in Southfield, Michigan. It's a chance for us to share a good word of challenge, inspiration, and hope as we walk the journey of faith together. You're welcome to join us on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. for live in-person worship. You can also join our 10 a.m. Eucharist via Zoom. Just go to our website for the meeting ID and password at stdavidssf.org. together, friends, our centering prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, may your will be done through me. And a round of applause for our preacher, Mary Randolph. It's the only one I'm the same fight as you. All right, God is good. God is good. It's an honor and a privilege to be back at St. David's. And I just want to say that I feel right at home when I come here. I was telling uh, um, Father Chris that I always tell the members of the Church of the Messiah, if you come three times, you're a member. I think I've been here more than three times, so I feel right. I'm definitely a member. And so we're getting him a pledge card. So, yeah. I told him there would probably be nothing in it. So I'm honored to be here. So I just want to say that um, um, every time I come here, I think about the goodness and greatness of God. It's a kindred spirit to be in the house of the in the house of the Lord with folks who believe in doing the work that God has called us to do. I always tell people when the people of God stand up, stupid sits down. And in order for stupid to sit down, we have got to be standing up. And in this day and age, with as much violence, crime, illiteracy, um, racial injustice, sexism, all these different things, we have got to be able to stand. I think about when Jesus got his disciples and he said, follow me. It is important that we know that if we follow God, we have work to do. There's no such thing as being a child of God and being a bystander. We have to be boots on the ground. Jesus said, if you are to follow me, you have to pick up your cross and follow me. Now we don't have to pick up the cross that Jesus picked up, but we definitely have to pick up our cross. And when we pick up our cross, we understand the value of every living human being. And that's what I want to talk just a little bit about today is value. Um, like I said earlier today in the 8 o'clock sermon, um, I was letting everybody know that when you walk into my office, there's a giant picture of Dr. King in my office. And part of the reason why that big picture is in my office because it is a reminder to me of what it is that I am supposed to do as a preacher and as a child of God. That it may cost you something when you stand up. Dr. King, it cost him his life. And it cost him so many things that was dear to him. It was so uncomfortable what it was that he had to do, but he was right and he made a stand. And one of the greatest things that he did was teach the value of every living human being. The greatest scripture um, or the greatest quote that I heard Dr. King say, the one that means the most to me, is when he said, injustice anywhere is a threat against justice everywhere. As long as there is injustice, the people of God have work to do. Wherever there is injustice, we have to make our stand. But in order for us to stand up, we have to stand up for the value of every human being. And I think about that value. 
in this world, we have people who will take the time out and spend time to devalue human beings. And that is not the way of God. We must understand, we must understand that each one of us are valuable in the eyes of God. So when I'm at Church of Messiah, I always like to do a parable because that's what Jesus Christ did. Jesus Christ always told us parable to be able to get his point across. So it's funny, as my son came and picked me up this morning to come here, I forgot to bring my prop. So we were thinking, because my prop is actually a stone, but we left uh, the east side coming here and I forgot to get my stone. And I'm like, well, it won't be hard because I can get a stone when we get to St. David's. Well, I forgot everything is snow covered. So I'm like, okay, now I really need to take the time out to get a stone. And I'm going to tell you how good God is, because as I was standing out there just looking out the window at all of the snow, thinking to myself, where am I going to get a stone? Tucked over in the corner, away from the stone, was a stone right outside the door. So God is good. He provided a ram in a bush, and he provided a stone past the bear. So I'm going to use this stone as an example. So there was a young man who lived in a little village. And he lived in this little village and he wanted to know his value. So he went to the chief elder and he said, Chief, will you teach me my value as a human being? And the chief elder said, yes, I will teach you. Go to the temple and look behind the temple and get me a stone and bring me the stone and I will teach you your value. So the young man went to the temple, went behind the temple and looked and he saw all these stones that looked identical. So he reached, grabbed the stone, and he went back to the chief priest. And he stopped and he said, okay, I got the stone. Can you teach me my value? He said, young man, take the stone. Get up tomorrow morning. Go to the marketplace. And then I want you to find out the value of the stone. Don't sell the stone, but come back and tell me it's value. And he said, okay. So he got up the next morning, went to the marketplace, had a little table, put his stone on the table. And lo and behold, people were selling baskets and produce and fish and all types of commodities. And he just had this stone that sat on a table. And so everybody looked at him and thinking, I don't know what he think he'd go get for that little stone because the stone is everywhere. Why is he trying to sell a stone? So finally, before the day was over, there was a lady who came and she said, okay, I know that's just a stone, but I'm tired. I got all my vegetables. I got my herbs. Young man, what do you want for the stone? And he said, well, give me a price, and maybe I'll sell you the stone. And she said, well, it's a common stone. I'm a little lazy right now. I got to go home, and I got to prepare a meal for my family. I'll give you $2 for the stone. And he looked, and he remembered what the chief elder told him and said, don't sell the stone. And he said, I'm sorry, but the stone is not for sale. So then she went on about her business quite angrily, but went on about her business. So he went back to the village, and he told the chief elder, he said, the stone is worth two dollars. And he said, okay, I want you to get up tomorrow and I want you to go down to the antique store. And I want you to go to the antique store and I want you to find out the price of the stone. So the young man was like, okay. So he got up the next day and he went to the antique store to find out the value of the stone. So while he was there, the owner looked at the stone, when he got his wife, they both looked at the stone, and they said, young man, we will give you $2,000 for this stone. The young man looked, and he was like, $2,000? And 
$2,000 for that $2 stone that I got from behind the temple. He wanted to sell it, but he remembered what the chief uh, told him and said, don't sell the stone. I will teach you your value. So he goes back to the chief and he says, hey, the $2 stone is worth $2,000. He said, good, I'm glad you didn't sell it. Take the stone and go to the museum. Find out what the curators will give you for the stone. And so then he went to the museum, talked to the curators, and the curators said, we will give you $20,000 for the stone. He couldn't believe it, almost passed out, but he remembered what the chief told him, don't sell the stone. So he went back and he said, hey, the $2 stone is worth $20,000. Can I now sell the stone? He said, no, I want you to take it one more place. The auction is coming to town. Get up tomorrow morning and go to auction and put the stone up for auction. He got up eagerly. This time he dusted the stone off, he carried it with gloves. The $2 stone that he knew had a value of $20,000 he put up for auction. He put the stone up for auction and lo and behold, the stone value was $2 million. So the young man couldn't believe it. And he was like, oh my God, the stone is priceless. He goes back to the chief and he said, the $2 stone is worth $2 million. Can you believe it? And the chief told him, yes. He said, because the stone is a diamond. It may not be polished, it may not be shiny, but it's a diamond. Sometimes in your village, around your own people, you may be worth $2, a low value. But people who understand who you are and the different places that you go, people will find out sometimes that the stone that everybody thinks is only worth $2 is really priceless. You are priceless. Don't pay attention to just the people in this village. In the eyes of God, you are priceless. Your value is priceless. So the young man understood the value of the $2 stone. It may not have looked like much to the people in the village, but they did not know that they were surrounded by diamonds and that all they needed, they already had, that all around them were diamonds. And this is what God tries to let us know, that we are valuable and we are priceless. Sometimes people don't see your value. Sometimes your family don't see your value. Sometimes the people on your job don't see your value, but God sees your value. There's a scripture that says the stone that the builders rejected became the chief cornerstone and foundation of the building. You may be rejected by man, but accepted by God. God accepts you just as you are and wants you to know that you are priceless. You are so valuable that Jesus Christ gave his life for you and for me. We are so valuable that whatever state we find ourselves in, God is saying you are valuable and that you are priceless. Please understand your value. Dr. King understood his value and the value of his people. And because of people like Dr. King who stood up against evil and in the face of tyranny, in the face of all of the things that was wrong, he made his stand. Understanding and knowing that it may cost him his life but he knew that he was valuable. It made no difference that others did not value him. He knew his value in God. God wants us to know that we are so valuable that Jesus came down from heaven, 
came in the form and fashion of a human being, stood up for those who were oppressed, who had no hope. Jesus Christ stood for us while we were yet sinners, and he was willing to give his life because he knew that we were valuable, and he did not leave us out as outcasts. Now let me see if I got my other little piece of raggedy thing that I had from this morning. I gave them another analogy. I hope I still got it. I, I, I don't have it. You're on your own. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, I do have it because I thought I might have threw it away. If I told you, here's $100 and I'm going to give it to you, would you want it? Yes. Yes. Why would you want it? Give it to the church. <laughs> because it's valuable. It's valuable. Now, if I was to take the value of $100 and ball it up, what is it worth? If I take it and throw it away, what is it worth? If I take it and step on it, what is it worth? If I pick it up and rip it, what is it worth? It does not lose its value because of what it's been through. Its value is predetermined and set, and nothing can change its value. So sometimes in life, you may be crumbled, torn, thrown away, discarded. In the same way, you would not leave a discarded, crumbled up $100 bill and walk right past it. You would take and reach down, grab that $100 because you know that $100 is just as valuable as a crisp, clean $100 bill. And if you want to take that raggedy $100 bill and go to Walmart, they will take that raggedy $100 bill, put it with the crisp $100 bills because it is worth $100 regardless of what it looks like. It is the same way with human beings. Our value is not diminished based on what we have been through or somebody else's opinion of us. It is based on what God has built and created us to be. Stay in your value. Stay in the value of, of others. Jesus Christ did not leave us comfortless. He didn't leave us down here to just be discarded, stepped on, and abused. He gave his life. And that same spirit that was on the inside of Jesus Christ that allowed him to be raised from the dead is on the inside of us. So we have the ability to have resurrection power, comeback power, to stand up and be the people that we know we are to be. You are valuable today. You are loved today. You are powerful today. Stand in your value. Stand up for the values of others who may feel as though that they are discarded. If we don't stand up and call ourselves children of God, it is spiritual malpractice not to do the right thing. God is good. Thanks so much for listening. And may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good, that you may do his will, working in you that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.